I'm back. Turkey coma is over. Let's get this party started. That is right. The dynamic duo is back together again for Sports Frenzy 2.0 and this Saturday's weekend edition, episode 48 of 2023 here on November the 29th, dropping early November the 30th. It is your favorite politically incorrect sports commentary podcast. It is Sports Frenzy 2.0. Yes, the prodigal son returns after a week off. That is a conquistador, Dave Height. And he, of course, is the maestro, Kevin Crane. Of course. The fearless it does, leader. It does not work without Dave. I can carry it as long as I can, maybe a week, maybe two, but I know you guys get you tired of hearing me. Yes. The banter. Yes, absolutely. So that's what you're getting now as we're all back together again. The band is back together again. No AI involved. He is not John Lennon's dead voice coming back from the grave. No, 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 no. And you kids know what we start off with first and foremost bum, each bum, and bum, every bum. week. It is the NFL. Things are starting to, at times, get interesting. And other times, we're starting to see, again, the wheat getting separated from the chaff, as the farmers say. Yes, it's still a bizarre season. Yes, I still think there is a lot of low-quality football being played. Oh, absolutely. I looked at Yahoo's rankings, their power rankings. Everybody does power rankings now. Yeah. Of the, the top teams, the top 32 teams. And I looked at it and I said, 10 up is it. You hit 11 on back, it's all garbage. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. No. You're not supposed to have 10 good teams and 22 terrible to mediocre teams. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Of course, there was no better example of this than <laughs> Monday night with oh our Chicago Bears God. winning with four field goals, beating the Vikings 12-10. to 10. Oh, that my was, God. It was an absolute crap fest. It was pathetic football at its worst. After the Bears, what, dominated the first quarter, ate up over 13 and a half minutes of the first quarter, and they had, what, three points out of it? Why? Because Luke Getze needs to be held accountable for being a piss-poor offensive coordinator. Throughout the game, 21 pass plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. The worst possible plays you could run. Designed. Stupid. Limiting what you can do. It was bad. Epically bad. Now, Vikings fans would probably argue with you because... We all talked about how brilliant it was that they brought in Josh Dobbs, who looked, even though they only won one game under his leadership with the Cardinals before Kyler Murray came back, everybody said, why didn't we go get Josh Dobbs? The Jets, why didn't we get Josh Dobbs? Well, now you know. Yeah, four picks against a very, very mediocre to subpar Bears defense. 
Yeah, they make it. They're they made the Bears defense look phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it was just. It was just bad football all but around. We've talked about this for the last two months. There's bad football week in and week out. Yeah. And I think, again, when I looked at the Yahoo Power Rankings, I think they were right. Yeah. I really think two-thirds of the league is crap. Yeah, they are. They are absolutely pathetic. Fields, once again, two fumbles in the fourth quarter. One... One, the second one, straight up his fault, not hanging on to the ball while running. It got knocked out. That was on him. The first one, that line, he never had a chance on the first fumble. I mean, the defense was right there knocking it out before he had a chance to do anything. So you have that. But he did step up, lead the drive down for the game-winning field goal. Big pass play to DJ Moore. Yeah. And Solid. I'll tell you a couple things. My perspective, a couple things. Number one, obviously it hurts that they won because now they drop further back in the draft order. Although they we'll still get to, have we'll get to the Panthers in a second. DJ Moore becomes an inter- I, I, Justin Fields, I don't care. Get rid of him. I, I, get a new quarterback in here. But I don't want Caleb Williams, and I don't want the kid from North Carolina. Again, I've said this week after week. Yeah, They're going to make the mistake and do it they because they're the get, Bears. They cannot get another quarterback in until they have a legitimate head coach and a legitimate offensive coordinator who can develop a quarterback. These guys have ruined Justin Fields, taking away what he does best and trying to make him a drop-back passer, forcing him to do it. He's being forced to overthink everything because they don't want him to use his natural abilities and his instincts. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if if he becomes a second coming of Geno Smith. You know, now Geno's having a rough year, but they've got a brutal schedule that they're trying to wade through. They're still going to end up 500, roughly 500. Fields has more talent than Smith. And let's just step back and look at reclamation projects. Let's look at some of these quarterbacks that started off in bad situations. Vinny Testaverde comes to mind. Yep. There are dozens of reclamation projects. But all too often. That get with a better coaching staff, yeah. like you said, to back you up. Then they blossom. Then yeah. they bloom. Then they become better. Yeah, but unfortunately, more often than not, these guys are kicked to the curb. Right, because Retin there's off no patience. damaged goods. Again, something we'll talk about in a minute. No patience. Yeah, at all in the NFL. I really wish these asshole coordinators would stop forcing the quarterback to play in their system and start tweaking their system to take advantage of the strengths of the quarterback that they have. Right. But they act like they're tunnel vision, narrow-minded, narrow focus. You fit my system. I don't have to fit your skill set. Yeah, no, that is absolutely stupid. Now, good news for your Dolphins. They beat the Jets 34-13. to Yep. Who, Who doesn't beat the Jets? Who doesn't beat the Jets? There was that that beautiful pick six from 99 oh, yards. Oh, yeah, God help us all. 
the Jets actually were hanging in there for the first half until they threw the Hail Mary. <laughs> and then just listening to the commentators. Oh, he's at the 30. He's at the 40. He's the. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> he's going to bring it all the way back. That's uh, typical Jets. That's the Jets. For typical you. Jets. Now, bad news for the Dolphins, of course, is linebacker Jalen Phillips. Achilles injury yeah. done for the year. Oh, but he'll just go to Aaron Rodgers' doctor and have the quick fix bridge, and he'll be up and around in no time. I am starting to hear a lot of people in the New York area, they're done with him. They are <laughs> done with him. They want him to shut his goddamn mouth. Hey, Kevin. We fucking told you so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> They're tired of him acting like he's the general manager. Yep. That he's the smartest man on the planet. Yeah. 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 Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard getting basically millions of dollars per catch based on their productivity this year. God. Of course, they're buddies with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is now mad. He gets on his weekly Pat McAfee show rant. People doubting his injury. And of course... He can say what he wants. He can rip oh. into Travis Kelsey for wanting to get a COVID vaccine. Yeah. He, but, he can but dish he, it out, but he can't take yes. it. Yes. He's a pussy. Let's just say it. He's a pussy. Yep. Oh, I, uh, God. Literally. No respect for the, the biggest, man at all. He and Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, I don't know if I want to put him on the plane of doom. Maybe we can come up with like the yacht of doom. And send him out into the middle of Pacific, and then somehow the bottom blows out of the, the boat. Because <laughs> I want them to have a slow death. I want them all to have yeah. a slow death. Oh, oh no. We, we send them on the slow boat through the Antarctic. Slow boat to sports frenzy hell. Yes. <laughs> God. But when, when the New York fans are already turning on him. Yep. There you, you go. You know, you are just an asshole. You are just an asshole. My Buccaneers, of course, let me down. Could not be Gardner Minshew and the Colts. They lose 27 to 20. They drop the four and seven, somehow keeping the Colts as of today in the playoffs, which blows <laughs> again. They're just, just a strengthens subpar. strengthens our thesis that this is an awful year for football. Absolutely. And speaking of the Colts, Jonathan Taylor got paid, comes back, has some really good, nice games, starting to get back to that all-pro, all-star level. Thumb surgery now out at least two to three weeks. So now Zach Moss will take over, and Zach Moss has been pretty good. But again, I... We'll get to our picks later. I just, <laughs> I have a lot to say about the Colts. I have a lot to say about the Colts. I also have a lot to say about the Carolina Panthers. Good Finally, we God. get to the headline of the week. Frank Reich didn't even get a full season. He goes one in 10, and he is canned. He is fired by the Carolina Panthers. He has dealt with two of the most crazy, nutsy, cuckoo, insane 
man or uh, team owners. owners of all time. Yep. With Ursay and now this idiot in Carolina. And immediately the media turned on the owner. Well, yeah. And said you, he has now become the worst owner in football. Yeah, especially now that uh, Snyder's gone. That's true. Yeah. But but this guy is a menace. He's not giving any stability to that team at all. No. No. And and the thing is, he has to go out in a press conference after he fires Frank Reich and tell everybody, well, in my other businesses that I own, the people, they love me. They stay with me for life. Yeah, this isn't a normal business. And he basically makes it sound, I, I made it sound halfway decent yeah he sounded, he sounded like a complete condescending prick well he made it sound like he was like a, a stalker who was keeping his, his employees chained in the basement yeah. you know they like me or else yeah Ugh. all right mr burns but a great point was made in an article i read today as we did our research for the podcast that now you have created an environment where you will never, ever, 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 no matter how much money you throw at a coach, be able to, at least through the next cycle, get somebody good. You're going to have to get a low-level, ooh, I think this young guy could end up being the next Sean McVay type of guy. You're not going to get any big-name coach. No. Because they're not going to come in and deal with you. Not when you pull stuff like this. You do not have a team down there that's worthy of winning, that's capable of winning right now. You gave Reich a no-win situation. He got you a win. They've kind of been competitive here and there. You've got a rookie quarterback who was questionable why you took him at that position. Well, yeah. The, the bad thing is when you see what C.J. Stroud is doing, down in Houston. Yeah, Young is not coming close. But he needs a – C.J. Stroud is right now looking like the exception to the rule. Yeah. You don't the, jump you in don't right jump away and in. look like this. No. You don't. Troy Aikman didn't. Peyton Manning didn't. No, this is, this is an unusual situation. Right. I mean, Trevor Lawrence didn't look this good. No. Of course, he was saddled with his own issues with yeah, coaches. Yeah, with Urban but, Meyer, yeah. the – piece of garbage that he is but yeah I, I feel so bad for frank reich and now he's talking about i will never coach in the nfl again and that's a shame because i think the guy is a good he did a good job with indianapolis he did he had no quarterback but again he's dealt with the two most eccentric owners in the nfl yeah it's and our guy guy that we love i guess i don't know <clears throat> are we wrong about Jack Del Rio. Now they took his two you best know, pass rushers away. They did. They traded them away, but the Commanders fired Jack Del Rio as their defensive He's coordinator. He's been there long enough, and I think through all the crap that that team's been through, I think the message just got lost. What he was trying to do. And it's I always loved Jack Del Rio. We talked about how we wanted him to coach the Bears. Yeah. And Still wouldn't mind, but I don't know. Maybe the game's starting to pass him by. 
Now, maybe he's the kind of guy that could take the job in Carolina. Potentially. He could be the guy. Yeah. You know, hasn't gotten a lot of respect over the last decade since he left the Raiders. Maybe he's the kind of guy that, that they could bring in Carolina on the cheap and he yeah. could resuscitate his career. Keep, build something down there. Let's look at it this way. Derek Carr had his best year ever under Jack Del Rio. He did. Right? Yep. Borderline MVP until he got hurt. Just something to think about, kids. Here's something else to think about before we move on to our recap from last week and then our picks for this coming week. Something to think about. Visualize. Visualize. On Thanksgiving, Dolly Parton as a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. A lot of women were jealous. I saw a lot of women. I don't hang out on social media, but I see the the reporters, the articles. Yeah. The coming the days after the coming effects of what happened. And they were all recapping all these 30, 35, 40 year old women. What she can't possibly look like seven years old. How does she look like that? Here's an Money. idea. Yeah. Stop eating the brownies and the ice cream. Get on the treadmill. There and I'm you not, go. I'm not casting aspersions. Nope. But <clears throat> I need to do the same thing, ladies. But I don't look like Ryan Gosling. I never will. <laughs> I don't pretend to. Don't pretend you'll ever look at 77 like Dolly Parton does right now. Yep. It's, it's an unachievable goal. There you go, my man. Unless you're close to that already. (laughs) Then you can hope to maintain. And if you can afford a lot of plastic surgery. Yes, there is that too. Now, we're not not talking about the chestal region. No. But the face, she's had some work done. All right. NFL Week 12. We've already talked about the Bears, the Dolphins, the Buccaneers. The 49ers are back, baby. After that little three-game slump and everybody's doubting Brock Purdy, well, I don't think we should doubt them anymore. No, no, Purdy is healthy. He's over the concussion symptoms, and he's firing on all cylinders again. So they take down the division rival Seahawks in Seattle. Impressively, 31-13 last Thursday night. Oh my God. I don't want to talk about the Falcons right now. I don't want to talk about the Saints or the Falcons. We'll get to them in our picks. Yeah. I don't want just, to talk about uh, Oh my. And the Steelers fire their defense, their offensive coordinator, and they still look like shit on offense. Hey, Even they put a, up over 300 yards on offense I know, for the first time in this bragging, season. They're bragging about how many yards they put up. How many points do they put up, Dave? 16 effing points. They're still not no, there. No, they're not. They have a quarterback issue. Yeah, I don't know about Kenny Pickett. I don't know. I don't know. We questioned that pick. So we will see what happens with that offense going forward. But again, 7-4. and four. Mike Tomlin, again, is earning my respect. Yeah, he is coaching this disaster team He's up. been doing this for three, four years yeah, now. They've not given him anything to work with. Right. And he's still keeping them playing at, above at 500. 500 or better. Yeah. 
I told we talked about the Buccaneers and the Colts. Another game like the Bears game that put football back fifty years. <laughs> oh my God! The Giants beat the Patriots at the Meadowlands ten, at MetLife ten, ten to seven. Good God! And all I can all I can I glean just... from New York sports talk radio is they're mad about the stereotypes. Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito, Sopranos. Tommy DeVito goes into a deli and he. Guess what? You are the stereotype city. Deal with it. You've brought it upon yourselves. You know what I take away from the game? The Giants suck. The Patriots it's, suck. There you go. Giants suck. The Patriots suck more. Now, this was a great game. And thank God we got to see the end of it as they, they brought the, the end of the game into national coverage. The Jaguars at the Texans. That, 20- that was one hell of a finish. 24-21, the Texans at home. The kicker hit the crossbar in the in the last seconds. The game-tying field goal attempt hit the crossbar. And bounced out. Yep. Ugh, heartbreaking. Couple more Wheaties, Cheerios in his bowl that in yeah. the previous morning would have helped him. I still have faith in the Texans, and I still have my doubts about the Jaguars. The Broncos keep on with their winning ways. The defense is stout. I still Wilson for what he's doing still is not looking good doing it. I agree completely. I agree completely. 20 touchdowns, four interceptions, and he's looked terrible doing it. Yeah. How is that possible? I mean, a lot of he's doing a lot of no-look throws. It's luck a lot of those. Yeah completions he's getting yeah and he's hitting Cortland Sutton at least once a game for a touchdown and it should tell you something now fantasy football is not real football of course we're not telling you that but nobody wants to touch Cortland Sutton in fantasy football because of what you're saying Russell Wilson's just throwing the ball up for grabs and Cortland Sutton is on an unprecedented run he's of, on a tear of pulling them in yeah he gets one a game somehow some way and everybody knows the smart football people know that that streak is going to end. Not sustainable. But the Browns, of course, with the injury to Deshaun Watson, now yeah. they're going back to PJ Walker. They're a mess. Oh no! Nothing. Wait, no wait. Rumors are Joe wait Flacco. Flacco's back. Joe Flacco might actually start. Yeah. Wow. After only being in camp for a week and a half. What does that say about Cleveland? See, that's why the AFC wild card is wide open. Yeah, With the Colts, with the Browns, those two I could see falling out. Somebody else like the Broncos coming in. Could sneak in. Yeah. But it's still just bad football. Yep. So are the Rams for real? Or is it just the Cardinals are in tankathon mode? Even with Kyler Murray. You would think Kyler Murray would have stepped up more than he did to prove to the Cardinals at home that he's that, their guy. Yeah, that you don't need to worry about drafting a quarterback next year. Because I'm your, I'm your quarterback. No, he fell flat. Yep, Rams beat the Cardinals badly, thirty-seven to fourteen. Kyron Williams comes off the IL after four weeks and just destroys fantasy football. Yeah, I, that was ridiculous. 
usually you need a week or two to get up to speed. Yeah. The coaches are going to give you a little bit of a rest. Yeah, you're, you're going to be time. limited on your carries. No, no Kyron Williams goes him, right in him, and ends up being him, like basically him. the number one fantasy player of the week. Yeah. Then we had the epic, unbelievable game that you can give credit to for beating me in fantasy football this week outside of <laughs> that asshole Cole Komet. Yes. At halftime of this game, you were down probably 40 points. I was. And then and then Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith went off to lead the comeback for both the Eagles and my team. Yes, Dave and I went head-to-head in fantasy football in the Sports Frenzy League. Yeah, I It was came down. down to Cole Komet, but really it came down to this game. Yeah. It really was this game that the Eagles, your guys, came back in the second half. And your kicker. Don't forget your kicker. Yes, my kicker with that. Jake Elliott, yes. Last. Oh, plus he had a 59-yard field goal. Yeah. <laughs> that was the big one. Yep. So the Eagles beat the Bills in overtime after sleepwalking basically through the first half. The Eagles come back and win 37 to 34. And the Eagles are in the middle of a gauntlet right now. Three yeah. games that you would not wish on your worst enemy because now they they get by the Bills in overtime. Who now, I'm still not sold on the Bills. They have issues. Well, I, I am still not sold on McDermott as a head coach. No, no. I think Josh Allen is not the problem. You have a, a legitimate franchise quarterback, but coaching staff, that's another story. But the Eagles now have to play the 49ers and then Dallas. Three key monster games. Yep. And then finally, I don't even know why we're bringing – The only reason I put this on the slate again was this is the weekly – Brandon Staley, is he fired yet? Watch. Yeah. How is how is Frank Reich fired before yes. Brandon Staley? Yes. Yes. Thank how you. How the hell did that you. happen? I was going to bring that up. How does Matt Eberflus still have a job? How does Brandon Staley still have a job and Frank Reich get fired? That's this unbelievable is, to me. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And they are wasting now. People are going, oh, is Justin Herbert really that good? It's not Justin Herbert's fault. He needs a better head coach because they're still saying if they fire Brandon Staley, they will have their pick of head coaches. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh will know that because they know how good Justin Herbert is. They know how good Austin Eckler is. They know how good Keenan Allen is. Khalil Mack. And the defense. Derwin James. The defense. They've got the talent on both sides of the ball. And you have the idiot Staley calling defensive plays and defending himself to death that he knows what he's doing. Obviously, he doesn't. Right. The Ravens go out to the West Coast, even though it didn't look pretty again, bad football, but the Ravens win 20-10. to 10. And right now, the Ravens are in the driver's seat for the number one seed in the AFC. Let's move on. But spillage, there will be spillage. NFL Week 13, Thursday night. Seahawks at the Cowboys. The Cowboys have not trailed a single second at home this year. They have not. They have been home dominant. Seattle's been scuffling. 
out of the seven picks in so far, Cowboys across the board. Yeah, I, I, I again admire what Pete Carroll has done with the reclamation project known as Geno Smith. But it's starting. It, yeah, it, you're starting to see the cracks, the yeah. wear and tear here, and I think this could be the end of the Seahawks' run for the playoffs. Move on to Sunday, December the 3rd. The Colts at the Titans. Island boy. Yep, you're on Titan Island. Why is everybody so enamored with the fucking Colts? Because somehow they're finding a way to win. Jonathan Taylor is out. We just talked about this. It doesn't matter. The Titans are finding ways to lose. Will Levis, young guy, learning the game, will only get better. You still have Derrick Henry. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You're at home. It's still, the Titans have played worse at home. The Colts are playing better on the road. You give all your love to Gardner Minshew, that's fine. I will take the better coach and the better running back. And the better running game. Now with Jonathan Taylor out, that's the key. So you've lost your love for Minshew. Yes, I am no longer in love with Gardner Minshew. The mullet, the love for the mullet is gone. There you go. In this case. No. All right, last pick before we have to do, as Dave said, spillage. Lions at the Saints. Screw the fucking Saints. The hell I'm with done them. with the Saints. Screw the Saints. Dennis Everybody Allen. feels the same way. Lions across the board. Yeah, the Lions stumbled on Thanksgiving. God, they just. But that's fine. The Saints looked terrible yes, against Atlanta. Horrible. And Dennis Allen should never get another head coaching job ever again. Nope. With the talent that team has, forget it. They should be playing better. They aren't. We'll be right back as we continue in segment two. Hello, friends. Are you tired of the boring sports analysis you get from the major outlets? If so, join the maestro and the conquistador for a riveting discussion of all sports topics on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever podcasts are available. All right, kids, it's time for spillage on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, Castbox, Amazon, Audible, and iHeart Sports Frenzy 2.0, baby. Of course, otherwise known as iHeart Radio. That's a conquistador, Dave Height. That's the maestro, Kevin Crane. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page. You get all of our picks and everything there. Almost all the panel has their picks in. We've been doing seven this week of eight. Yep. And so we continue to finish off the NFL picks. Falcons at the Jets. I don't understand. If, if you want to put it on my gravestone. If I lose our picks competition this year, and I am up right now by six on the elder statesman, I gave a bunch back this past week, mostly in the college. But if you want to put it on my gravestone that I lose, I lose this year because I don't believe in the Atlanta Falcons and the elder statesman does, that's fine. Because I'm not buying into the Atlanta the Falcons. Artie Party oh. killed him. That's what it's going to say. Yes. Last week, he had the Falcons because for most of the weeks we've had the Falcons on the slate, the elder statesman has taken them. 
Last week, the Saints screwed us, and the Falcons won. The Saints were the better team, and somehow Dennis Allen fucked us up. And now I got to deal with the New York Jets and Robert Sala and Aaron Rodgers. And you think that that team with all that distraction crap can beat the Falcons? Am I supposed to believe that Desmond Ritter outdoors in the cold weather is supposed to be able to beat that defense? No, 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 no. That defense is getting worn down. The offense can't sustain any momentum. They're going to be gassed. This is it. This is the last gasp for the New York Jets. I am taking the New York Jets to beat the Atlanta Falcons at MetLife Stadium. And the Jets will crash and burn once again. I am not on an island, though. You are not. Nick is there with you, but the rest of us are flying with the Falcons. I don't I don't, I don't get any of this. Oh, my God. It's two more trash teams playing <laughs> for <laughs> That's the problem, is you don't know which team is going to show up. It's going to be up. a 10-7 to debacle. 6-3, 9-6. I could see that one, too. Oh, my God. Uh, then we finally move on to a good game, a game that matters. Yeah. Broncos at the Texans. So does the Denver winning streak continue or does the miracle first year for C.J. Stroud continue? I think I saw enough last week. Again, the game-tying field goal hits the crossbar. Yep. We, We respect the Jaguars. We like Doug Peterson. Even though maybe they've underachieved a little bit this year so far. They have a little bit. And, of but, course, the Broncos with Sean Payton now on a roll. Again, don't dismiss a great head coach and what he can do for a team. Right. But that Broncos train is due to derail. I agree. And on the road, playing a solid Texans team that excels at home for the most part this year. I got to go with the Texans. So you and Five I, of us. Yeah. You and I, Sam, Bill, and Nick take the Texans. Doug and Aaron go with the Broncos. It, it, I agree. Due. It's got to end at some time. It's, it's going to, to have to end at some time. And here's the one thing I was thinking about. Now, C.J. Stroud could hit that rookie wall at some point, but I don't think that would happen yet because as the seasons get longer, especially for a quarterback who played at a high-level college program where they made the playoffs and they played bowl games, possibly extra games in the playoffs, the CFB. I don't think CJ Stroud's hitting that wall yet. No. Could happen in a couple weeks, but not potentially, but no, not at this point. All right. Now are we (sighs) gonna read too much into the Rams beating up on the Cardinals? Are we gonna read too much into this whole Joe Flacco thing with the Browns. The Browns go out to the West Coast, SoFi Stadium, to play the L.A. Rams. There's just too much of a quarterback issue and a lack of offense from the Browns. The Rams Rams are showing signs of life on offense. They're not not one-dimensional 
in the passing game right now. Things are getting tossed around a little bit more. Right. And again, Kyrie Kyron Williams comes in off back the, and the the you know the injured reserve list and just tears it up yeah. immediately. Now, granted, that was against the Cardinals defense versus what you're gonna get with the Browns. But again, the Browns offense isn't gonna stay on the field long enough for the defense to rest. Yeah. Again, the Browns are another team where I think we're going to see them fall back. And you're going to see some teams move up. Yeah. I'm telling you, I picked the Titans earlier. You watch out for the Titans to sneak into the playoffs. I'm just saying. They might be able to after they lose to the Colts. Shut up, Dave! (laughs) Here is the game of the year for this week. The 49ers rematch of the NFC Championship game going into Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Oh, this is going to be this good. This is going to be Oh, this is going to be so how good. How many weeks in a row can the Eagles fall behind and expect to come back? And the thing is, give Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts credit. Nick, to me, Jalen Hurts MVP right now. MVP the way right he's now. been pulling that together. But he's not healthy. No, he's not. He's still a little gimpy. Yep. They're going to keep it close. It's going to be a hell of a game, but not against that 49ers defense down the stretch. That team is back. They've got their momentum back. And I agree with you. You cannot play this game week after week after week. They're not on the going 11 and 1. And what's going to happen is they are going to lose this game bounce back, and, and destroy, destroy the Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep. yep. You and, and I are on the same they page They will lock up home field basically throughout the playoffs because if they lose to the Cowboys, then it becomes Then dicey. it gets interesting. Yes. But. This is the game they will lose. Yep. So it's the 49ers for you and me and Bill. Everyone else going with the Eagles. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah, Brock Purdy's not going to dislocate his elbow again. No, not going to And if he does, I will eat a squid. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chiefs going up to Green Bay to play the Packers. (sighs) Okay, the Packers look good on Thanksgiving. This is why I put this game on the slate. They will be at home. The Chiefs on the road. They have not looked great this year. They've looked good, not great. They did come back against the Raiders last week in the second half and looked a little bit more chief-like. Yeah. I still don't have any faith in the Packers I think offense. we all agree on that. I think, yeah, the yeah. Jordan Love, that was a blip on the radar. Yeah, it it was the Lions had a hiccup on defense. Yes, I agree. I agree. So, Everybody agrees. Yep, Chiefs across the board. All right. Monday night, Bengals at the Jaguars. Bengals just can't get anything going without Burrow right now. Yeah, and that was the thing. I the last last week's game against the Steelers, we were gonna see. They were at home. Or, where where are they gonna go they with at? this new quarterback? Where were they gonna were they gonna be able to put up points against a good defense? Was this kid gonna be a solid backup? Yeah. Nope. 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 And again, so, I don't think we're we're seeing a top level Jaguars team. No, we still they still haven't hit their stride. No, 
but still and, and etn's now banged up yeah. so but i still think they're good enough to beat the Bengals. yep everybody except for doug is taking the jaguars so doug's going on bengal island that means jaguars win yep there you go <laughs> All right, that does it for the NFL. All right, moving on to college. Lots to talk about in college. Oh, we might God. have college spillage because I, there are so many headlines to talk I about. I have one question. With Bobby Petrino now taking over as You can't talk about that yet. No, 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 no. I will stop you. We will discuss that later. All right. I just had a question. No, no, there no, is a no. contract stipulation. No, no, no. Do not spoil things for later on in the podcast, David. This was my thing. No, you can bring it up later. I'm not saying you can't have your thing, but your thing will come later. Ugh, shut up, Kev. We mentioned Indiana University. Fires head coach Tom Allen with a $20.8 million buyout, which adds to your list of all these coaches getting tons of money for not working. Millions and millions of guaranteed money because of stupid extensions and lack of patience. Indiana, you knew they weren't going to back up that big run they had. It was a senior-heavy team. They have to retool and get that everybody built back up. Horrible decision there. Well, they're not the only ones. Of course, Houston Fires head coach Dana Holgerson. We talked about Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, we and told so what you do they so do? on what that What do one. they do? What do they do? <clears throat> With that that rich, unbelievably wealthy fan base, booster base that they have at Texas A&M, we're going to hire Duke's head coach because he used to be the defensive coordinator for us yeah. under Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> How, How stupid st- are you? Are How you? stupid are you? Oh, my God. They bring Mike Elko over from Duke. Because he was the Texas A&M defensive coordinator from 2018 to 2021 under Jimbo Fisher. That is is, stupid thinking. uh, What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. This is the best you can do at Texas A&M? Idiotic. That's pathetic. Idiotic. Oh, my God. Of course, we've got AI issues in college football because the Mountain West didn't know what to do with their title game. They had a little bit of a clusterfuck there with three teams competing for two spots in their title game. So they used computer-generated rankings to decide who... No, that's absolutely stupid. They use computer-generated rankings to decide the title game for the Mountain West would be Boise State versus UNLV. Again, Skynet. Skynet. Who got left out? I want to say it was San Jose State, maybe. 
Mm. Well, let's look at our games from last week. Yes, San Jose State beat UNLV, so yeah. they would have been the ones left out. Yep. So how do you put UNLV in over San Jose State after they just lost a head-to-head competition? They don't use the head-to-head thing as the Why? deciding factor. That needs to come into play. Oh, we'll that talk about that always comes later, into too. play. That head should to be head the number one tiebreaker. Is the number one tiebreaker. Exactly. I agree completely with you, but now it's not. And we'll talk about that more later in another sport. <sighs> as, again, that powers that be in these sports, divisions, conferences, Leagues don't seem to know what they're doing. Now, of course, we talked about James Madison and how they've had a phenomenal year. Gotten screwed by the NCAA. Oh, but wait. Oh, the benevolent NCAA. Because there were not enough teams with six wins. (laughs) To qualify for bowls. Yes. Both James Madison and Jacksonville State who were not technically eligible because they just moved up yeah. to Division One. Now they get to play in the bowl games because the benevolent NCAA said, yeah, you can play now because we're a bunch of losers and we don't Because have a- we suck and have no idea what we're doing and we have too many damn bowls to begin with. And not enough teams with 500 or better <laughs> records. Again, Piss-poor football descends to the college ranks as well. Yes. Yes, and guess what? There's one more piss-poor team joining the ranks in Division One in 2025 as Delaware. <laughs> oh, God. We'll move up to Division One and join Conference USA in 2025. Why? Of course, trivia question, Dave. Trivia question. President... And Super Bowl winning quarterback that came from Delaware. Tell me who they are. President and Super Bowl winning quarterback from Delaware. I couldn't tell you. Current president. Who is it? Biden. Joe Biden. Went to Delaware? Yes. And could could soon be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, God. Joe Flacco. Flacco. Good Lord. Yep. But Little still, trivia there for There you. you go. See, that tells you how relevant Delaware is. Yeah, so what a mess we've got in college football. Now, of course, my Hurricanes are bowl-bound. <laughs> toilet <laughs> toilet bowl-bound. As they beat Boston College to get to 7-5. and five. Whip. The freaking do. Of course, the big news is that the once promising great quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke, has entered the transfer portal. So he could end up being the next great quarterback <laughs> for the <laughs> Notre Dame Fighting Irish. <laughs> good Lord, good Lord. Because by all accounts, they're looking to, to bring in somebody in well, the yeah, transfer you gotta, portal. Well, yeah, you got to bring that and then uh... – Notre Dame fired their receivers coach because they had one of the worst receiving cores in the country. Absolutely pathetic showing across the board. Yep, Chauncey Stuckey is gone. 
but Notre Dame did beat Stanford in their final game in the regular season, 56-23. to They move up to 9-3, and 16th in the AP poll. And, of course, rumors are they might get Brian Kelly and LSU. I don't care. I am sick of Notre Dame, LSU, and bowl games. They have played so many damn times over the last 20 years. It's pathetic. Let's get a different matchup, for God's sake. Yeah, and, of course... One more coaching switch that I'm kind of, I understand, but I've kind of confused by. Now, we all know the Pac-12 is done, gone. We still don't know what's going to happen to Washington State and Oregon State. Here is your first sign of that complete and total crumbling, is that Jonathan Smith is leaving Oregon State, head coach there, to become the new head coach at Michigan State. So those poor kids in Oregon State and again why, in Washington why would you State leave as well. Oregon State to go to Michigan State. Well, see, initially that's my thought as well. You and I are thinking. So it's going to the Big Ten. Big deal. It's a toxic school. It's a toxic environment. It that, gets you again, nothing. I I agree completely. But what is the future for Oregon State? Is why I think Jonathan Smith left. Then if the Pac two can't bring anybody out of the Mountain West, then they join the Mountain West and they can dominate. I agree. But again, why are we the only ones thinking like this? I still think that's the way to go. The Oregon State Beavers and Washington State move in. They move in. The Beavers and the Cougars. That's sexual. (laughs) The Beavers and the Cougars move in to the Mountain West and create another great conference out West. And then eventually, because the NCAA has no spine, they'll have to acknowledge them and bring them in as a Power Five conference. Right. Right. I don't know. We should be running everything. As usual, we should be running everything. Because it only makes sense. Yep. All right, looking back at last week's games, really it all feeds into this week's games. Yeah. So there's really not a lot to talk about here. Um. The big game, of course, the one we should discuss is Ohio State losing at Michigan 30-24. to yep. By all accounts, maybe possibly knocking Ohio State out of the national championship playoff picture. I would think it should, but Michigan, go. the one thing I will say is we get to our picks for this week, championship weekend, Michigan will not win anything in the playoffs with this offense. No, they cannot just bad. run Blake Corum left. It's the old Bears offense. Yeah. Blake right, Corum left up the middle. Yeah, it's Blake Peyton Corum left. left, Blake Corum right, Peyton Blake Corum up the middle. middle. JJ, JJ McCarthy four weeks ago was in the Heisman talk. Yeah, why are they not throwing the damn ball anymore? You are not beating anybody in with the top eight game. right now with this no, this offense. This is pathetic. All right, championship weekend starting Friday, December the first. New Mexico State at number 20, Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. New Mexico State Island, baby. I was going to say, Liberty for all except Dave. Yep, I'm going New Mexico State. This is one of those games where Liberty's undefeated right now. 
look out. They're ripe for the picking. All right. I I will never, this year especially, it's worked for me, never dispute anybody going out on an island. If you feel about passionately about it, go for it. Yep. This shocks me. This one shocks me. The Pac-12 title game, Friday night, December the 1st, number five, Oregon, and number three, Washington. Number one, the point spread blows me away. Number two, the fact that we all buy into this. We're all taking away. Oregon because it's so damn hard to beat a team twice in the season. And I also think and it's because... And Washington just barely beat Oregon and in the first go. And Oregon has been blowing out the opponent since then. And yeah, Washington, Washington has, has been very weak. close in winning all their games since yeah. that matchup. Yep. Oregon's gotten better. Washington's just kind of been scuffling along. Yep. So everybody on the panel, seven picks that are in, take Oregon. Moving on to Saturday, December the 2nd, the Big 12 championship. Oh, we love Mike Gundy. Oh, we yep. love him so much. The Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> oh, my God. This... I, he's in his 19th year, I saw today, as head coach at Oklahoma State. God bless him. He's a man. He's got to be 50 now, yeah. right? Oh, at least. <laughs> Not 40, he's 50. 50. He's going to get his ass kicked this week. Yeah, this is – yeah, no, sorry. As much as I like him, this is not that no. solid of an Oklahoma State team no. that can go in and take He's actually Texas. probably done one of his best coaching jobs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But, but yeah. the talent level, the discrepancy will show its head here. Yep, Texas across the board. Miami of Ohio versus number 23, Toledo. Toledo across the board. Yep. Boise State at UNLV. This is your Mountain West matchup we just talked about. Yep. The computers decided this. I did not like how UNLV looked last week. No. But you called it. You get all the credit in the world. You called it. You told us about the switch at head coach with Boise State, and they have played so much better since then. They have. I'm They've taking Boise corner. State. Boise State across the board until you get to Aaron, who's going with UNLV. And, of course, the Titanic yearly matchup. Number one, Georgia versus number eight, Alabama. I was going to pick Alabama until the Iron Bowl. Yes. You cannot yeah. you can beat not. a mediocre Auburn team the, on a uh, fourth and 31. On a lucky Hail Mary pass. No. I'm sorry, Tommy Reese will not match up with Georgia's defense. No, completely agree. Completely agree. You cannot win games like that. No. Expect me to believe that it's oh, destiny, miracle season. No, no, it just means you're lucky. Yeah. And your luck's going to run out against the best team in football. Yep, so Georgia across the board until you get to Aaron, who's taken Bama. Seems like a pattern. Yep. Number 25, SMU at number 17, Tulane. This is where we're going to get this interesting is fun. with our picks. I love the way SMU is playing. Their offense is dynamic. I know Tulane is ranked higher, but Tulane's I feel like SMU's got more momentum. Solid. We'll see. This, this was a coin toss for me, but Tulane, for me, the elder statesman, Nick and Aaron. Doug and I and Bill take SMU. 
Appalachian State at Troy. Again, another one where I'm going with the team with the momentum. I feel App State is playing so much better right now. I go with them. As much as I usually like to pick Appalachian State, looking at numbers, I think Troy is the better team. And they're favored by six and a half. So there you yeah. go. So Troy for you, Bill, Sam, and Nick. Appalachian State for you, Doug, and Aaron. This was the toughest game, even with the pros. Even considering the pros for me to pick this one. Yeah, week. I know. This is brutal. Number 15, Louisville. Number 4, Florida State for the with ACC title. Florida State with a backup quarterback. I admired what they did last week, though, in the yeah. swamp. Yeah. Coming back down double digits with the backup, winning that game. Louisville chokes again. I'm sorry. Against Kentucky, they should yeah. be better than Kentucky. They lost that game. That's why I go with Florida it's, State. Yep, I like Florida State for those same reasons. Everybody taking Florida State except for Doug, who's going with Louisville. It's a lock. We win. <laughs> <laughs> we pick on Doug because we love him. But... Yep, but it's usually true. Yes. <laughs> Wait <laughs> It gets, yeah. it gets better. It gets better. Wait till the wait till the final pick here. Final pick in segment two. The, the final big, pick for championship weekend. The Big Ten Championship, which is again why they're getting rid of divisions. Yeah, because this has been a joke for years. It's been pathetic. You None. got Michigan and Ohio State in the same division, so when they play in the regular season like they did last week, that pretty much decides it. Yeah. The entire Big Ten. Oh, it does. Because now we get number two Michigan and number 18 Iowa. Of course, Kirk Ferentz's team <laughs> averages like 4.2 points <laughs> a game. <laughs> they are 23-point underdogs <laughs> to Michigan. This was the first game I locked down, wrote down. Said, this, was a gar- this was a deadlock guarantee. And again, our, our point spread normal rules are done now. Right. Once we get to this all, point. Once you get to this point when it's championship week and then when you get to the bowl season, we everything's don't we pick out them the all. We pick them all. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Doug. It's, it's Doug. Michigan across the board except for Doug, who's taking Iowa. <laughs> I almost – I'm not going to say it. I almost want to say if Iowa wins and Doug gets this right, I'll buy him a house. <laughs> But I won't. But, but I won't. won't go there. We will not tempt mate. No, no. God, no. But, oh, my God. One of the few times where we've got an easy pick with we, a we, 23. We could buy him a house. A little gingerbread house. Kid. Yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you say some, what, an NBA player did that one time where he said, if you do this, I'll buy you a car. Yeah. And the guy did it. Wheel. Yeah, he got him a little Hot Wheels car, a Matchbox car. <laughs> That's what we'll do. We'll get him a gingerbread house. Oh my God, Doug! That he has Doug, to assemble. What are you, oh my God, you're oh killing God. me, Smalls. One of the few times you get a lock in our picks, <laughs> no doubt about it. Lock, and he goes with the underdog, a 23 point underdog. We're not playing the spread. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Exactly. Playing the spread may be a little bit different, but oh God. Oh, that's a lot of fun. So there you go, kids. There are our picks for championship weekend in NCAA football. We've got all of our football 
out of our system. Yep. Now we've got the miscellaneous sports tidbits coming Big NASCAR down news today. Big yep. NASCAR news today. A little bit of baseball. And, of course, we are going to play America's favorite game show, Dumbass or Not, with your Uncle Dave. Woohoo! So stay tuned for that. One more segment coming up here on your favorite politically incorrect sports commentary show. We'll be right back. Are you having trouble falling asleep behind the wheel of your expensive SUV? Are you finding difficulty in avoiding golf clubs thrown at you by your angry wife as you pull out of the driveway? Sign up today for the Tiger Woods Driving School, sponsored by Sports Frenzy 2.0. We'll show you how to text ladies of the night while still driving effectively in the wee hours of the morning. We'll also teach you how to ditch a suspicious backpack when you end up driving into a ditch. Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, for updates on our latest classes, including how to curse and swear in front of uptight golf fans and their children and still be adored by millions. The Tiger Woods Driving School. It's great. All right, kids, third and final segment here, Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping on November the 29th, 2023, hitting early Thursday morning, the 30th. He's a conquistador de fight. He's a maestro Kevin Crane. Got a lot to get through in this final segment, so almost like speed dating, speed sports. This is our version of uh, PTI. Yeah. <laughs> so start off with baseball real quick. Good news for both the North Siders and the South Siders, to an extent, before we get to you, <sighs> swearing off the White Sox forever. Only until Reinsdorf dies or a new ownership group kicks in. We each get a comeback player of the year. Cody Bellinger for the Cubs, named the National League Comeback Player of the Year. And Liam Hendricks, Comeback Player of the Year, coming back from his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for the White Sox. And, of course, they released him. They did. They yeah, opted gonna, out of the contract be for the next ten years because they're fucking stupid. We and talked course, about that a couple weeks ago. Of course, they yeah. got one of those extended deals with him. Yeah, I believe one point five million over the next ten years. Yeah, so a, a mini Bonilla. And then we talked about how pathetic they were in letting Jason Benetti go to Detroit to call games up there taken away the one one of the reasons to actually tune in to a game to listen to Benetti and Stone educate you and entertain you during horrible baseball now Dylan Cease is on the trading block rumors are possibly Atlanta Eloy Jimenez is on the block nobody's untouchable they're not going to have a team worth watching Reinsdorf, oh, we're bringing in Chris Getz, who knows everything about the team, will hit the ground running, and the rebuild will be great, and it's being torn down because, as Getz said, I hate this team. We all do. 
That's Did why. Did he really say that? Yeah, he's a. We've got great. I I like the players we have, but I hate the team because there's no chemistry. And so he's tearing it all down, and he's going to bring in all these ex Royals, and it's just going to be a shit show. And uh, Reinsdorf is too said effing he hates cheap. This team. Yeah. Again, because of the chemistry. I yeah. get that. He said, we've got great players. I like the players we have, but I hate the team. Because there's no cohesion. It's because you brought in fucking Grafal. You got an idiot owner who has no idea how to pony up money. Gets you're part of the main damn problem. You are in charge of the minor league system, and you have developed nothing. It's worse than when you took over, and now you're the GM, and we're supposed to believe in you. No. Don't think so. I'm trading the White Sox now like I treated the Hawks through the majority of the early 2000s. Until the ownership changes, I wash my hands of them and will not tune in. Wow. 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 I've done it with the Hawks, and I'm doing it with the Sox. I'm done. Why should I waste my time on this crap fest? Maybe we should do that with the Bears. <laughs> uh, it's getting damn close. All right. In other team news, of course, silly season in terms of Major League Baseball just getting started. Some interesting moves the Cardinals are the first big money signing for a pitcher as the Cardinals bring in Sonny Gray, three years, $75 million. Well, now, you got to replace Methuselah. Yeah, Adam Wainwright. <laughs> They're going to wrap him up in a bunch of uh, fabric and put him in a tomb, <laughs> <laughs> bury him in a pyramid somewhere. They're just going to stand him out on the concourse and coat him in bronze. And then Brendan <laughs> Frazier will come in and fight him. <laughs> How about those Dodgers? How about those Cubs? Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. How is it that Justin, Jason Hayward can actually get another contract with the Dodgers? How? One year, $9 million, and we still have to fucking pay him. We still have to fucking pay this guy. That's what's wrong with baseball. Oh, my God. Sorry. Jason Hayward. Justin Hayward, of course, with the Moody Blues. Yeah. I got my rock hat on even before <laughs> we do the weekend edition. Jason Hayward <clears throat> gets $9 million. Resurgent year he had in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, Dodgers, because you're going to get the shit show that he had with the Cubs. And a lot of people are saying if the Cubs re-sign Cody Bellinger, it's That's the same thing. That's what you would get. They, they stay say away. this is a one-year thing with him. Yep. I would stay away from Bellinger. Luis Severino, not moving too far. Breaking news here in the last few minutes. Leaving the Yankees, moving over to the Mets. One-year, $13 million deal. There's a prove-it-to-me deal. And then a very interesting trade that happened earlier in the week. Two teams really in good shape contending. One got to the mm -hmm. World Series, but felt like they needed a little bit more, little help at the hot corner. Yep. So the Arizona Diamondbacks get Eugenio Suarez from the Seattle Mariners. 
So adding a that's little pop. Interesting. That that's Suarez is really good for good, 25, 30 home runs a year. Yeah, that that's a good upgrade for for the Diamondbacks there. Yeah, and again, Diamondbacks <laughs> look like one of those teams that knows what they're doing, building it up after tearing it down. So maybe some hope for you with the White Sox. <laughs> But yeah. they, they got it, all these good young players, Corbin Carroll, all these good young players. Yeah. And now they bring in a little veteran presence yeah. after already making the World Series. So there you go. But you have to have people who know what the hell they're doing. And obviously, with the state of the Sox farm system, Chris Getz had no clue what he was doing. I, mean, I, 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 will, I, be, I will be shocked if this works out. I'm going to buy you a T-shirt custom t-shirt for christmas says i love chris gets yeah and watch it burn baby burn <laughs> all right let's move on to nascar of course breaking news today good lord the almighty. new media contract for nascar which will run from 2025 to 2031 a fractured in my opinion disjointed media contract but they got more money than they expected. $7.7 billion. That includes, of course, the CW deal. Which they just had done With the earlier. $1.1 for the Xfinity Series. Yep. So, Cup Series will keep Fox Sports and NBC. Warner Brothers Discovery and Amazon are also joining. So, yay, streaming. Ain't life grand. Yes, specifics on this. Fox gets the first 14 races of the year. That includes the Clash. That includes the All-Star Race. Then they jump to Amazon Prime for the next five. Then they jump to TNT and Max for the next five. And then the final 14 are with NBC Interesting, interesting little side note. Practice and qualifying coverage will be split 50-50. First half of the season goes to Amazon. Second half of the season will go to Max and True TV. <clears throat> so even though Fox has the first 14 races, and NBC has the last 14. Practice and qualifying we'll will stick split with the new the partners. Streamers. With the new partners. <sighs> Whatever. Whatever. I will, all I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. I know it's a new world. And I know we're grumpy old men. That's right. But you think we're grumpy old men. You don't understand the true diehard NASCAR fan. They are true grumpy old men. And you doing this, splitting the coverage up, going to streaming, and especially with the practice and the qualifying, going exclusively to these new partners. So you're not going to have alienating you're a not lot gonna of be people. Able to, because what you would normally do is think, okay, Fox has got the race this week. FS1 will have the practice and the qualifying. Or if NBC's got the race, then it's going to be on USA. USA or, right. Or, no, yeah. no. Now you're going to have to jump to a completely different network, <clears throat> completely different streaming service to watch practice and qualifying, and then have to rethink and go, okay, wait a minute. Now I have to go over here to watch how, the actual how, race. How many fans 
are in rural areas where they have shit internet coverage and aren't going to be able to do this. Again, it's a massive gamble. A massive, massive gamble, in my opinion. Yeah. Internet coverage across this country is a joke. But again, they got more money than they thought they would. They did. There you go. The almighty dollar speaks the hell with the fans. Yep. And I think that, in the end, is going to kill NASCAR. We thought it was going to do that with the NFL. It hasn't yet. Yeah, I'm still not convinced yet. Because now I'm hearing that there's more streaming games coming up here in the next few weeks. They're shifting games to exclusive streaming platforms. Yeah, it, nobody's going to tune in. What there's a doubleheader coming up, a Monday night doubleheader, where the second game is on ESPN Plus again. That pisses me off yeah, more than anything. that's ridiculous. Nobody, nobody has ESPN Plus that I know. Nobody. Everybody's got Amazon because of the shipping. Right. Yeah, that's so, the only reason. That's a safe bet for streaming. But beyond that, putting it on Max, putting it on ESPN Plus. Nope, does nothing. No. All right, the new Camry, the XSE, was unveiled as that will take over for Toyota, their model for the 2024 season. Okay. Well, I thought you'd be more geeked up about that. Yeah. Richard Childress Racing says Brody Kostecki will compete in up to five cup races. Didn't he play Rusty in Christmas Vacation? Are you just going to make fun of everything I say? Pretty much. <laughs> Come on, man. This is a big deal. Brody Kostecki <laughs> is coming to the Cup Series. Good for him. Yeah, whatever. We're happy for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> It's, it's downtime right now. <laughs> We're scraping the bottom of the barrel. And I, now, here's where I get pissed off. And I've done this before. I've gone on a rant before on this. And you might agree with me. I think you do. But if you don't, that's fine. I'm done with F1. Oh, Formula One can suck it. Max Verstappen wins the final race of the F1 season in Abu Dhabi. The 19th race he's won this year, beating his old record from last year of 15 in 22 fucking races. Yeah. Do the math, kids. He won 19 of 22 races this year. His third straight title. This is more boring. God help me for saying this. More boring than soccer. Yeah, it is pretty bad. F1 for years has just been follow the leader. The only time things are going to change is on pit stops. It's boring ass racing. And I, I don't know how to feel about this. I'm not trying to take anything away from Max Verstappen. I mean, this was his 54th career win. He's already third all time. Yeah, in but F1. the cars that he's in are so far superior to everything else on the track. Well, again, and how exciting is this when you know 19 out of 22 times is what it came out to be this year, the same guy's going to win the race. Yeah, it's not enjoyable at all. 
and how everybody in Europe gets so damn geeked up over F1 boggles the mind. This is why they watch soccer, too. Yeah. Sorry, European fans, get a clue. Maybe this is why the NFL is trying to to creep in to your market is because maybe Roger Goodell Goodell feels bad for you because you've got nothing else. you got nothing exciting. All right, basketball. A little bit of basketball news real quick. Start off with college. Let's start off with college. Number one team in the land right now is Purdue. That won't last. Notre Dame, well... They've been shifting week after week after yeah. week. There's about six, seven teams that, that are been, really good. Yeah. yeah. Notre Dame here locally, three and three, coming up on a big showdown against the number eight Miami Hurricanes. Of course, why am I saying that with any enthusiasm? Because yeah, they Notre just Dame's got playing freshmen and sophomores. Yeah, Miami. Just lost. They are now five and one as they got destroyed, destroyed in the inaugural ACC SEC challenge by number twelve Kentucky, ninety five to seventy three. So, Ouch. the Hurricanes will take it out on the Fighting Irish here in a couple days. In the NBA, of course, my Orlando Magic playing unbelievably out of their minds. Beat the Boston Celtics. Dave and I were talking about it over Thanksgiving weekend. The big showdown. The Magic won. They did. They're 12 and 5. But the NBA can't do anything right. The stupid ass in season tournament. Last night was a debacle. Last night was the final night, as we tape, of the quote unquote first round or the. What it took to get in, the qualifying. Yeah, the qualifying round. And you had a whole bunch of teams trying to literally blow the doors off their opponents. The Bulls, of course, were victims here at one point. <laughs> the coach had to go over to Billy Donovan for the other team. I believe it was the Celtics. Might have been the Celtics. And explain to him, well, we're going to have to beat you by like 50 points because we want to make the in-season tournament. <laughs> And, of course, Billy Donovan didn't take that very well, yeah. but point differential. It's we were stupid. talking about tiebreakers earlier. It's stupid. Early, it's stupid. Yeah, we were talking about tiebreakers and head-to-head earlier and how that should be the deciding factor. Yeah. And, of course, that would have worked out for me with the Magic. Right. Having beaten the Celtics, but because there was a better point differential in their victories, the Celtics got in. And Where head-to-head so, should have mattered. So last night, all these teams are beating up on all these other pathetic teams just to get enough point differential to make to the final it's eight. So bad in this inaugural so, in-season, so bad NBA Cup tourney. So the final eight are in the East: your Celtics, along with the Bucks, the Knicks, and the Pacers. In the West. Oh, my God. Oh, what, how pathetic. The Nuggets didn't make it. Jesus. You've got the Suns, the Kings, the Pelicans, and the fucking Lakers. How did the fucking Lakers get Oh, in? somehow LeBron James decided to play in these games. They made it. Qu- I think they were 4-0. They made it in. They skated through. No problem. When LeBron wants to play, he'll play. 
he just doesn't want to play most of the time. So December 4th and the 5th are the quarterfinals. Dave and I will recap that and give you the final four in the in-season NBA Cup Because we really care. Yeah. It matters. Let's put it this way. I haven't watched a single minute of any of this. No, me neither. I paid attention on my phone. That's about it. Because I care about the magic. I Of course, they get screwed. I occasionally will glance at scores in the standings, but I really don't care otherwise. Yeah. The other big headline in the NBA before we move on is Mark Cuban sells a majority stake in the Mavericks for $3.5 billion to Miriam Adelson, who is now in charge of Las Vegas Sands Casino Group. Well, there you go, because you want more betting in the NBA. Here's the interesting thing, Dave. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. So Cuban sells his majority stake in the Mavericks to the head of the Las Vegas Sands Casino Group, of course, the biggest casino group in the country. Mark Cuban will retain control of basketball operations. Also, he announces he's leaving Shark Tank. Also, interesting that he has talked about building a new arena for the Mavericks in Texas. Gee, what is it going to be? The Sands Arena? He wants to build an arena in a casino complex. (laughs) But, 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 here's a conspiracy theory. Casinos and betting are illegal in the Lone Star State right now. Hmm. This could be a massive Hmm. lobbying move. This is a huge lobby move. To try to get gambling and casinos into Texas. And the downfall of Western civilization continues continues as we know it. Do we want to talk about the Blackhawks? that they're still just scuffling by and that they cut bait with Corey Perry for the rumor, the rumor. They they've actually dispelled the rumor. They said that is absolute garbage. It's a horrible thing that came out. No truth to it whatsoever. I will not even give it credence here, but there was something Perry did that was morally inept within the organization that they won't talk about because it's an HR matter. Yeah. Yeah. The rumor, the rumor I heard today. Yeah. Like you said, just not worth mentioning. Disgusting beyond belief. Yeah. It's absolutely pathetic. Yeah. But again, I hate to say, but the Blackhawks, they have got to do some major PR work here to get their image straightened out. After the, the whole abuse thing a few years ago, yeah. and then earlier this year, another player came out. Yeah, it's they're in a world of hurt. Yeah, Fuck no. you, Stan Bowman, you piece of crap. Now, of course, on the ice, 7 and 13, 14 points, second worst only to the San Jose Sharks. Yep, as expected. And of course, the other 
bad news for the Blackhawks. Patrick Kane. Signs with Detroit. Yeah. He gets a one-year deal. He wants to play. It happens. But with the with the Red Wings? My favorite Hawk from the previous Chris Chelios said, I love this organization. Do what you need to do to try and make it better. If you have to trade me, trade me. They traded him to frickin' Detroit. But where he excelled. Kane of his own free will signed with the Red Wings. They gave they are the ones who gave him his best option. Okay. He wanted to play that he got the best deal from them. I don't know. I don't know. You you're more passionate about the Blackhawks than I am. Hey, at but least the, they're not in the same division anymore. That's the only thing. I mean, this would be like Walter Payton going to the the Packers. The Packers, yeah. yeah the it Vikings. sucks. It's I just, hate it. But at least they're not in the same division anymore. Yeah. And of course, because the Bears suck so much, I haven't felt about that like that about anybody since Walter Payton. So they could Justin Fields could go to the Packers tomorrow, and I could give a rat's ass. There you go. You know. We've got there. There's nobody that we can hang our hat on with that organization no. right now. No. Yeah, and uh, we didn't talk about the uh, the Hall of Fame because they're making too much of a production. Uh, we're, we've got 25 finalists now. Then we're going right. to whittle it down to 15. Then we'll – no, okay. No, just, when just we get stop. to 15, we'll talk about it. But my point is one of those 25 that they're down to now is Julius Peppers. And it's like, okay, great. He Big played, deal. He's a mercenary. Yeah, we gave him a, a, a huge contract to and play mediocre football crap. for a couple years. Yeah. He made his money with Carolina. Yep. So what what do I care? Julius Peppers makes it one way or the other. Yeah. I don't, don't care. care. And unfortunately, NHL the same way. Yeah. You know, it's they're all mercenaries. They all move from team to team, port to port. Yep. And I'll have a little bit more to talk about this in the next segment because we're going to have spillage. We're going to have a fourth segment. We a have short, to. A short fourth segment. But I do want to bring up one other thing in hockey before we do a quick promo break for that fourth segment. Unprecedented anger on the ice. The Florida Panthers and the Ottawa Senators this past Monday, November the 27th. Oof. 150 penalty minutes and 13 ejections. I believe yeah. that was in the last period alone. Yeah. And at one point, this everybody on the ice was fighting. Yes. Yeah. This harkened back. If you want to see this at its core, go back and watch the old Paul Newman hockey movie, Slapshot. <laughs> But supposedly That's what it were, comes down there to. There were brothers involved, and they caused a big part of the problem. Yeah, and... it was just ugly. It was bad. But come on. When you've got everybody that was on the ice Going serving, at it. serving penalty so, minutes, so every both teams are shorthanded, yeah. come on, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's crazy. 
wouldn't I mean that'd be like in baseball if you threw all the starters out on both teams <laughs> and, you and just all had the, bench the bench players, players left and the bullpen guys? Yeah. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Each I would actually pay for that. Each team's down to nine players. Yeah. Now, if we saw that with the Bears, they'd probably be better. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. All right, kids. One bonus segment left. Of course, that will involve your Uncle Dave playing Dumbass or Not, America's Favorite Game Show. We will be right back here on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, your bonus segment here, November the 29th, 2023, Sports Frenzy 2.0 begins now. This is your favorite uncle, David Height, the Conquistador. And your next favorite uncle, the maestro, Kevin Crane. We've got some badasses to discuss, some moments of silence, and of course, your uncle Dave will play. Red Foreman's dumbass or not. America's favorite game show. Let's start off, though, with positivity. Let's. Because <clears throat> God knows I'm not a positive person, Dave. God knows that no. I am not the most sunny, the brightest. You? I know. The biggest optimist in the world. You're a ray of sunshine in an abysmal universe. God, I have not snowed you that bad for 30 <laughs> years, have I? <laughs> No, but I have, I'm trying to snow our audience. <laughs> I have not one, not two, believe it or not, but three badasses of the week. Clint Eastwood, badasses of the week in the sports world. Number one, God help me, a Dallas Cowboy. No, say it ain't so. Deron Bland needs to get some props. Deron Bland needs to get some massive credit considering the fact we're not even close to being done with the season yet here in 2023. Deron Bland has already set the NFL record for pick sixes in a season. Yeah, that was pretty damn impressive. Deron Bland. He is on a hell of a run. On Thanksgiving, got his fifth pick six of the season. And again, we've still got weeks and weeks and miles to go before we're done. Very, very impressive. Suck I, it, Dion. This, yes, yes. Yeah, Dion's season gets worse and worse <laughs> and worse. Congrats to Deron Bland, my yes. friend, for this this unique 
awesome. Mark, you get one of my Clint Eastwood badasses of the week. I I, I should have something to hand to these guys like a turducken. <laughs> you know? Don't get graphic. Don't get No, nasty. no, no. I was just thinking a golden cheroot. Some, that would be cool. That would be cool. Something like that. Or a, a Swisher Sweet. A golden Swisher Sweet. Yep, or, with, be... or a Serap. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Something to think about. Mm. Especially since these are coming after the Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. As we, we would honor John Madden as well. Next up. My man. My man, Andre Dawson. My man, Andre Dawson, the Hawk. Of course, you, being the awesome friend that you are, bought me an autographed Andre Dawson card a few years back. Yep. Because you know, I know how yes, and I know much it of a burned, fan you it burned are. your fingertips to the bone as a White Sox fan, but I could appreciate what he has done as a baseball professional. Of course, Andre Dawson won an MVP with the Cubs. Andre Dawson has sent a letter to the Baseball Hall of Fame telling them he wants them to change his plaque from the Montreal Expos cap to the Chicago Cubs cap. Really? Yes. Yes. Why Why the sudden change? He claims it was not his decision. Really? If you do the research, you will see there was a certain point in time where the the players used to have the right to choose. Yeah. Now it is the discretion of the Hall of Fame to decide <clears throat> what cap. Because supposedly what did this, what changed the policy, was... The Tampa Bay Rays, believe it or not, the Tampa Bay Rays, who don't spend money on anything, offered Wade Boggs a ridiculous <laughs> sum of money to go into the Hall of Fame as with a Ray. Ray. Oh, come on. Instead of as a Red Sox. <clears throat> so that's why they changed the policy and said, <clears throat> we'll decide based on statistics how long. And technically, he did do more statistically with the Expos than he did with the Cubs. But everybody but knows him as a fucking Cub. As an MVP. Yes. He won his MVP as a Cub. Right. So he has been campaigning for years, and now he has formally mm-hmm. submitted a letter to Cooperstown saying, change my plaque. I want to be in as a Cub, not as an Expo. So my the, man... The now defunct Expos. Yes. My man gets... My personal Clint Eastwood Badass of the Week award. Very cool. Now, we can talk about Deron Bland on the field. We can talk about Andre Dawson after his playing days are over and what he wants, but I don't think either one of them compare to this. Utah State quarterback Levi Williams. Just won a big game this past weekend. Will give up his fourth year of college football eligibility because he wants to go into training to become a Navy SEAL. Holy crap. Yep. Good for him. Nobody's saying he was going to be a pro prospect. 
no, know, but still. But still, serving your country, finding your calling, doing what you want to do, good for him. Yep, and that's why, as much as I love Andre Dawson, as much as I respect the, the mark that Deron Bland put up here, this is Can't a personal top. sacrifice yes. to serve your country. Can't top here what Utah State quarterback Levi Williams is doing. He's entering the right transfer portal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. He's transferring into the right team. Yeah. And again, absolutely. kudos to him and everybody who protects this country because you're protecting in the most most cases outside of this studio a bunch of idiots and god bless you for doing it because we need you and more keep, than ever keep doing it ignore the fact that again most of the people you're protecting are morons all right moving on to moments of silence harold hasselbeck broncos defensive lineman passed away two times Super Bowl champ, of yep. course, those great teams at the end of John Elway's career. Yeah. When you never thought he would win one. Yep. He got the last two before he retired. Thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Yep. And then, of course, this will be politically incorrect, but I don't give a rat's ass. Nobody here on Sports Frenzy gives a rat's ass. Former Atlanta Braves mascot i don't know if you'd call him a mascot but levi walker jr passed away he was chief nakahoma for the atlanta braves for a long long time and again of before course, it became unpopular right thoughts but, and prayers to his family and friends yes because for we, bringing joy to how many thousands of young baseball fans. Yeah. Thank God that at least the politically correct fires have died down and we we don't have anybody, at least that I know of, campaigning against the Braves, the Chiefs. I still think the Guardians is the most idiotic, stupid fucking name ever. Yeah. And the Commanders is a close second. And thank God they haven't messed with the Blackhawks yeah. or the Seminoles. Thank God for that. All right. America's favorite game show is on the air. Let it begin. We have five potential dumbasses for your Uncle Dave to evaluate. So we'll start off with the one that we know <laughs> he knows is coming because I told him to stop talking about it earlier in the podcast because he was going to spoil it. Arkansas. How stupid do you have to be to dip your toes or your penis <laughs> into this well again? Bobby Petrino will be brought back to Arkansas as the offensive coordinator. The rest of this I leave to my man, <laughs> David Height. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on Arkansas. I want to know, I've got one question. Did they put in a clause that Bobby Petrino 
cannot bang one of the young grad assistants and ride with her drunk on his Harley Davidson motorcycle. That's what I want to know. Is there a moral purpose? <laughs> and this is what makes this such a dumbass move by Arkansas. Oh my God. You were the butt of how many Petrino jokes, and now you're bringing him back. Wow. Just wow. And when we get to the weekend edition, I can kind of tie this in with a, a certain quote that I heard over the weekend about how people change and times change. And if you're not the same person you were 10 years ago, then something's wrong with you. So I'm sure that's the justification here. Yeah. That Bobby Petrino's not the same idiot that he was with his girlfriend on the back of his bike. Yeah. How's that working out for Bob Huggins? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of old idiots that will not change, Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich. It's about time to put this guy out to pasture. Look at the flowers, Greg. Look at the flowers. <laughs> I am so tired of this idiot. I am so tired of him. His grumpy old man act. It's so stale. What are you doing? Get off of my court. Greg Popovich grabs a microphone during a home game for the San Antonio Spurs back on November the 22nd as they play the L.A. Clippers. Both teams awful. Both teams not even close to sniffing the playoffs right now. And this, of course, is considering the fact that the great coach, Greg Popovich, multiple championships, got the number one phenom, yeah. Victor Wembeyama, and they are one of the worst, if not the worst team in the NBA right now. But, but, we have to show respect for Kawhi Leonard, even though he fucked us over, left for Toronto, forced a trade, and won a title somewhere else. So when the Spurs fans decide to express their displeasure for Kawhi Leonard by booing him when he steps up to the free throw line, they have every right to do so. Greg Popovich grabs a microphone, chastises his own fans, telling them basically like Sam Weiss did years and years and decades ago. But again, those fans were throwing crap. Right, that's the difference. <laughs> they were just simply booing in San Antonio. You have every right to boo an opposing player, or your own player who sucks for that matter. Because Greg Popovich, for some reason, holds everybody in the world accountable for every nasty, awful thing that's ever happened. Because he's just a, a nasty, bitter old man. Chastises the Spurs fans, tells them, don't act like this, we're better than this. Leave him alone and let him play the game. No, you make his life <coughs> miserable as an opponent coming onto your home court. Popovich is a complete dumbass. I would like to ask Packers fans how they will feel if somehow the Jets ever play with Aaron Rodgers 
at Lambeau Field. Oh, they're going to boo the hell out of him. Is Matt LaFleur, Matt LaFleur going to grab a, a microphone, get on the PA no, and no. say, please don't boo Aaron Rodgers. He was such an integral part of our success here um, in Green Bay. I think the first game Favre played, they gave him props, but every time after when he was with the Vikings, they booed him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to get booed at home with the Jets, exactly. let alone what happens on the road. I mean, Greg Popovich is such a pissant, such a little pathetic. And I've said this about Popovich and Steve Kerr. Yep. These two act like they're so much smarter than everybody else so in the much world. better than everybody. And they're not. I mean, literally, if it wasn't elderly abuse, I would love to just meet him and punch him in the face. I would love to knock his fucking dentures across the court. There you go. He is just a detestable, nasty, know-it-all, piece-of-crap human being. The kind that we all hate. Oh, sorry. Next. It's your, your game show, not mine. I'm just the host. Get off your soapbox, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we have next? Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz is next because in yeah. a, a recent interview, Lou Holtz decided that he wanted to call Jimbo Fisher his hero. Oh, for the love of God. Because, because he got the big buyout? Yes. And, of course, Lou Holtz went into a rant about, I never got that kind of money from all the teams that fired me or let me go. Yeah, so Jimbo because, Fisher's my hero for getting $70-plus million. Yeah, that's because nobody ever offered you that kind of a stupid-ass payout ex, ex, uh, extension on your contract. Yeah. Stupid money was not involved when you were coaching. Right. He didn't. Yo old he, troll. He was not coaching in this stupid era. Right. Of you know, fiscal irresponsibility. Just because your prede one of your, not predecessor, but antecessors, whatever, somebody who came after you, yeah. Charlie Weiss, got paid out the ass for a stupid decision by the dumbass athletics director. Just, just stop, Lou. Take your grizzly old troll ass and go away. Sports Illustrated has been caught. Sports Illustrated has been called out, caught, for using AI writers to create articles. In the really interesting, I read this entire expose about them. You can go to a website and pay them to create artificially created characters, personas, yeah. all with the pictures and the biographies and everything. And basically, SI just bought them. So there's no... You would, you would see these articles. You could read these articles and see the description in the picture of the author and then go to this website. And it was and the exact same, same picture. picture. It was the exact same picture absolutely pathetic they are saying that sports illustrated has now taken this to a whole new level of where we have no faith in the truth of our media oh, anymore no. this this yeah reporting is dead there is no ethics 
in the media. There hasn't been for the last decade, at least, if not longer. And this is one of the final nails in the coffin for the public to believe anything that is published. The thing I can't understand is what are we, and maybe, maybe this is why we should have been kind of sympathetic. God help me for saying this to the, the writers when they were on strike in Hollywood. I mean, is this what's so desperate of a cost cutting measure that instead of hiring a writer, we're just going to try to let a computer fake it? write it. Yeah. Fake it and go through with a computer writer. That's disgusting. It's absolutely pathetic i mean how much how much did somebody have to write to send in for it to be generated how much time did that take when they could have just written the damn article themselves right and we're not talking about robots making hamburgers at mcdonald's i mean this is literally supposed to be something created by human hands in terms of creativity not in terms of a, a, a hamburger or a sandwich. Yeah. We're no. talking about an actual story, an actual article that is supposed to be written by a human being. That's supposed to take human feelings into account. Skynet! Skynet! Wally! Oh my God. Oh my God. This story was written by John Connor. <laughs> Uh, edited by Sarah Connor. <laughs> oh, this could be the worst one of all to wrap things up here. And I, I think the dumbass here is Billboard. Now I could have put this, this on this the weekend edition, weekend. but it does involve sports figures. So Billboard. I, I used to, when I was a kid, listen to America's Top 40 with Casey Kasem, and I used to, every Sunday morning, from 10 to 2, listen to the Top 40. And it was based on the Billboard charts. And back then, it was a lot more logical, a lot more faithful to what you would expect you could, it to you be. You could figure out how somebody got to that point. Right. Listen to the radio. You can kind of based tell what songs airplay, were. Based on airplay, based on album sales. Right. And, of course, now it's based on streaming analogs. <clears throat> and oh, a whole, <clears throat> yeah, A whole bunch of garbage that they started in the early 90s with SoundScan. Yeah. Well, Dave, Billboard's number one rock song this week is a song called Fairy Tale of Philadelphia, performed by Travis and Jason Kelsey. That's uh, your number one rock song of the week on the Billboard charts. It's absolutely fucking stupid. That is ridiculous beyond belief. You've got new stuff out there from Dockin', Dirty Honey, and the struts and the Kelsey brothers get are the number one rock song of the week. Guess what I'm not listening to. Yeah. Don't think we're going to review that on the weekend edition. Cause we're not. Nope. But this is again, another example of how far 
integrity has fallen everywhere, but specifically here in the music industry. Because again, it's all about streaming. Why aren't they in the pop charts? Oh, because that would interfere with Kelsey's little girlfriend, Taylor (laughs) Swift. And it's all the Swifties who pop that thing up. I think you might be onto something, my friend. Conspiracy theory, baby. Yeah. You don't think the Swifties had something to do with this? Guaranteed. But I just want to know how it's classified as a fucking rock song. But again, the Grammys think Olivia Rodrigo is rock. How? I don't know. The Billboard Music Awards last week, I know you weren't here, Zach Bryan won Best Rock Song, Best Rock Album, Best Rock Performer. I'm like, Zach Bryan's a country artist. Yeah, you don't... No, 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 no. Good thing you don't have any more hair to rub off. God, that pisses me off. But you know what doesn't piss me off? You are loyal listeners. Yes. We gave you a little bit of bonus time here of course we had to catch up your uncle dave missed last week because of the holidays don't forget the weekend edition your saturday morning hangover cure we will review chris isaac live in concert great show but some pointed words i have yes for this community yeah that we reside in we also have a review of the new Album from Jackal frontman Jesse James Dupree, Breathing Fire. Got some interesting movie reviews for you. Yes, we do. And uh, I will. A couple of book reviews. A couple of book reviews, yes. Finally, I finished a book. Woohoo! And then I will. I don't know if your Uncle Dave is with me on this, but I will get you caught up on the latest happenings in the new season of Fargo. I am through two. The first so two. you will be up with me. I on am this. up with you yeah. because as we tape this on the 29th, the weekend, the third one happened the night before. Yeah, it's a really tricky situation with Fargo because it airs Tuesday nights. We really hard Wednesdays. for us to watch the newest episode before yeah. we tape. So good. So we will be able to catch you up on the latest on the new Fargo season five. Fun stuff this weekend. I'll give you a recap of Bosch Legacy Season 2. There you go. I finished. There you go, kids. Tons and tons of fun stuff for your Saturday morning hangover cure. He's your Uncle Dave. He's your Uncle Kev. We'll talk to you this Saturday. Yep. And if you don't want to listen to the pop culture stuff, we'll catch you next Thursday. Seven days from now, more politically incorrect sports commentary. We love you. You know it. Drop us a line. We'll talk to you next week.